We rank all 32 wide receiver rooms. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a wonderful Friday. We've got another fun one in store for you here today as we continue our positional rankings series. Wide receivers uh, next up for us here today on the show. We've already done quarterbacks. We've already done running backs. If you've missed those shows, you're going to want to go back and listen in the archives, whether it's in the podcast feed or whether it's on YouTube, you're going to want to listen uh, to those where we go 1 through 32 and rank all of the rooms at that position across the National Football League. Today, it is wide receivers. I think we've got I think we've got a fun list in store today. I like this list a little bit more than I like the first run through that we did with the running back list. I like where we ended up with all of the lists so far, but I think going in, this is the list I feel the most comfortable about how we feel about it in its entirety. And, and I will say, there's a lot of different ways that you could go about doing this when it comes to ranking these wide receiver rooms. You could put priority on having a true top number one option. You could give a lot of weight to the idea that if you have one of the top 5, 10 wide receivers in the game, that that distinctly makes your wide receiver room uh, better than other teams. You could also throw in there the idea that if you have a well-rounded room, if you have three, four, five options at a specific position you know, at that group, uh, that you are better than a teams that maybe only have one top option. There are a lot of things that you could do in order to weigh this out. And I will tell you that I, there's a heavy weight towards um, having a deep room. Uh, having multiple options near the top of your roster, near the top of your depth chart, certainly played a factor in the way that li my list uh, broke down. So I have my list ready to go. I already see some people talking um, in the chat about one team, uh, and it is a team that I kind of want to get higher. So the chat is already a little bit ahead of me here because I don't like where they ultimately slotted in. But we will start because we've got 32 of these to go through. Uh, we've got a lot of conversation that will probably be had. But where I do not believe that there is a conversation to be had is that the number one wide receiver room going into the 2023 season is that of the Cincinnati Bengals. You just have to start with Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, and you can basically end it there, but they've got uh, Andre Yoshivas. They've got uh, Charlie Jones, who they added uh, in the draft that are going to be really good depth options and probably will be able to have roles um, on their team. And so for me, that is a slam dunk. You've got the wide receiver one, uh, probably one of the top five wide receivers in the game right now. And you have two high end, I think wide receiver twos that makes your room uh, better than everybody else in the National Football League. So to me, that was the easiest one to do was to put Cincinnati at number one. The next 31 teams were not as easy as putting them at number one. I have a surprise at number two. Uh, and if Jamie Eisner is still here in the chat, he will know that I had a lengthy conversation with him about this. I think it was yesterday where I told him that I was going to put a team number two that I think was going to make some people upset. Uh, but I felt very strongly about putting this team number two because I think they have a number one. I think they might have two number one wide receivers. I think they have depth. I think they added a rookie to their group. I think they are four wide receivers deep uh, at this position. And so for me, the Los Angeles Chargers needed to be number two. You've got Mike Williams. You've got Keenan Allen. You've got Quentin Johnston. And I'm sorry, Josh Palmer cannot be forgotten in this as well. He is a very solid option. And when you can go four deep in today's passing NFL, in today's offense with Justin Herbert as your quarterback, you can have four options like that. 
Mike Williams, when he's, when he's healthy, is great. Keenan Allen, when he's healthy, is, is great. And going into the 2023 season, health is not a question mark for both of these guys. They are expected to start the season and be ready to go. So you add Quentin Johnson to that mix. Palmer's a really nice option in case one of those guys get hurt. This is where the depth kind of helps you. And so for me, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, needed to be number two. Then the next couple of teams, I think, are all kind of a chunk. Right, I think you can mix these teams around in the order that you put them in, but I don't think anyone's going to argue with these teams being top 10 teams. I have the Minnesota Vikings number three. Justin Jefferson does a lot of the heavy lifting here. I'm a bigger fan of K.J. Osborne than I think most are. Jamie and I kind of have that alike. And then you add Jordan Addison, who's a really nice uh, option that's going to slot in as your wide receiver too. And so, yeah, Justin Jefferson is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting, but it's probably because he's the best receiver in all of football. And so, yes, that makes it where there's a floor for you that you can fall through. So I put Minnesota number three. The Philadelphia Eagles number four, A.J. Brown uh, and Devonta Smith. Again, the two guys that carry this. The depth's a bit of a question mark. Uh, Olamay Zacchaeus is the third receiver there uh, in that offense. That's kind of what brings this down and kind of, I think, stops it from being in the top three conversation. But when you have A.J. Brown, when you have Devonta Smith, you basically have two number ones. And so that, again, there's a floor where there's not a whole lot lower that I felt like I could put you without punishing A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith for things that are out of their control. The Seattle Seahawks round out the top five. You got D.K. Metcalf. There's a great wide receiver one. You got Tyler Lockett, a very good wide receiver too. And you finally added that third wide receiver to make your, to make you have a well-rounded trio there in Seattle by adding Jackson Smith and Jigba. And so when you have those three guys uh, at the top, uh, that felt like it cracked the top five for me. The Miami Dolphins, number six, everybody. Don't don't worry. I, I saw a lot of discussion about the Miami Dolphins uh, when we got the list started. They are here at number six. Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Cedric Wilson's their wide receiver three. Again, there's there you you can compare Waddle and Hill to Metcalf and Lockett, and you can say Waddle and Hill are better than Metcalf and Lockett. I think Metcalf is close to Waddle. I think in terms of their what they bring to a team, not their skill set, but what they bring to a team, they're pretty close in the impact that they can have. Um, and then I would take JSN over over Cedric Wilson, so it's close for me. And so the tiebreaker was that I thought the the room for Seattle was a little bit more uh, well rounded there than Miami. Uh, number seven, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Russell Gage, the three top options there in Tampa Bay. Uh, and this is where I felt that there was a bit of a tear break, where I think some of these teams still have wide receiver ones and still have some some of the best wide receivers in the league, but they also have a very well-rounded group. And I think well-roundedness kind of plays uh, into how the next couple of teams are ranked. I've got the Cleveland Browns at number eight. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, Elijah Moore, Eddie says the Bengals hate is real. The Bengals are number one, Eddie. How can we have Bengals hate? They're number one. We've got the Cleveland Browns at number eight. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore. Uh, again, a well-rounded room. Amari Cooper is a wide receiver one. Donovan Peoples-Jones off of a good year last year. Elijah Moore is a solid wide receiver three. Who's, I think he's got the potential to be a pretty high-end wide receiver two. I put the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sorry, the Denver Broncos are number nine. Uh, Judy Sutton and Patrick is a... Is a um, is a well-rounded uh, trio there uh, at number nine. Dallas at number 10, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup. That rounds out the top 10. The Buffalo Bills at number 11. This was a tough one for me. This is one of those teams that where I ultimately ended up putting them felt like it was a bit of a slight to Stephon Diggs. But when you look at Gabe Davis, um, they don't really have a lot of depth behind that. They've got Khalil Shakir. Uh, Deontay Hardy's in that room as well. Again, Diggs has to do a lot of the heavy lifting, but I don't know if he can do enough of the heavy lifting to put him and that entire room over some more well-rounded groups like Dallas, like Denver, like Cleveland, like Tampa, there's kind of there's kind of a tough tough range to, to find them in. 
We've got Jacksonville at number 12. Uh, Kirk, Ridley, Jones, kind of a bet on Calvin Ridley being okay. But I think if Calvin Ridley is the Calvin Ridley that he was in Atlanta, then the potential for this group to be higher than 12 is very is you know very high. And so for me, putting them at 12 felt like a reasonable kind of splitting of the difference of where I think they might end up being this season. The Washington Commanders at 13, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Again, a well-rounded room, three wide receivers that can do different things. The San Francisco 49ers at 14, Ayuk, Debo, and Jennings. I saw some people asking about uh, the Niners, um, wh- where they rank, uh, or where, where, where the Niners are ranked. We've got them here at 14. Again, you have to, to kind of separate how good they are in that system with how good they are as a wide receiver room. And I still think Debo is an incredible talent, and Brandon Ayuk are incredible talents where if they went elsewhere, they could be uh, successful still. But I don't know if it would be to the level that they are in San Francisco. And so there was kind of a curve that was graded on there. We've got uh, Detroit at 15. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. Again, another team that is extremely well-rounded. It's got multiple different options. I know they're not going to have Jamison Williams for the first six weeks, but Amon Ross St. Brown's a wide receiver one. We know what Marvin Jones is able to do. Josh Reynolds was pretty good for them last year. Uh, Jamison Williams in year two, I think, should be able to take a, a next step when he's out on the field. So I put them at 15. Got the New York Jets at 16. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Michael Harmon, and Corey Davis. It's just a well-rounded room. Garrett, you know, Garrett Wilson... Um, the, the wide receiver one there. I think there's a, a tear break between him and the rest of the guys in that group um, with Lazard, Hartman, and Davis. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at 17. Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Robinson, Austin, uh, a pretty good group. Somebody asked about where the Raiders are. They're 18th, the Las Vegas Raiders, Adams, Renfro, and Myers. I will say they're a team that after doing the list, I want to move a little bit. Um, and again, Devontae Adams probably can do a little bit more of the heavy lifting to move them above some teams. But I don't know if that's enough with Renfro and Myers behind him. Renfro's a solid wide receiver too. Myers is okay. I think there's there is a there is a ceiling where we can't really put them past some of these other teams, but they are a team that I think we can circle and have a conversation about. The Chicago Bears at 19, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and uh, Darnell Mooney. Again, a nice solid trio there. Uh, DJ Moore is a wide receiver one. I don't love Claypool and Mooney as much as uh, some of these other, um, you know, Depth options, some other teams, wide receiver two, wide receiver three uh, options. Uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at 20. Rashad Bateman, again, you got injury questions there. Odo Beckham Jr., you got injury questions there. And you got Zay Flowers, who's a rookie. So again, I think the potential of this group is higher than 20. But going into the 2023 season, um, there's still a lot of question marks that force me to kind of not put them as high as I think their potential could reach. We've got the Indianapolis Colts at 21. Pittman, Pierce, McKenzie, Josh Downs, again, Solid group, a solid group with depth, some rookie contributors with some high ceilings like Josh Downs. Pittman is a really solid wide receiver one. Uh, Alec Pierce was pretty good last year in his rookie season. It can probably develop into a really nice wide receiver too. Uh, McKenzie sliding into a wide receiver three kind of role really kind of makes this group very well-rounded in my opinion. The New Orleans Saints at 22, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas kind of doing the heavy lifting. And Michael Thomas, you can flip a coin if you think he's going to be a positive or, or a negative for this group. Uh, and that's why 22 is kind of where I settled on him. The Kansas City Chiefs at 23. Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Rasheed Rice. Again, you got to remove the idea that they play with Patrick Mahomes and just evaluate the talent and look at them as a group. And again, compared to these other groups in terms of talent, this is kind of where I slotted them in. The Houston Texans at 24. Uh, Robert Woods, John Mechie, Nico Collins, Xavier Hutchinson, Tank Dell. You got some nice rookies in there. You got some solid options in Woods and Collins. Mechie's got some potential uh, that, you know, we'll see 
um, what he looks like in what will be year one of his professional career. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, for me at 25, Thielen, Chark, Marshall, Mingo, Chenault. There's a lot of guys that can do different things. Uh, Adam Thielen's probably a wide receiver, too, at this stage of his career. DJ Chark, you know what he's got. He, he got a down-the-field threat there. Terrace Marshall, a guy that I just won't give up on as a player. Mingo Chenault, options to be able to use in that offense. So, again, depth really kind of carrying the weight there. The Green Bay Packers at 26. Sorry to my Packer fan friends that are in the chat. Uh, they they clocked in at 26. I wanted Christian Watson to be able to do some of the heavy lifting, but it wasn't enough to kind of put him and that group past some of these other teams because after it, it's Dobbs, Reed, DuBose, and Wicks. And there are just too many question marks. I'm able to kind of not criticize a team too much or not penalize a team too much for having one rookie, right? For the Chargers, they have Quentin Johnston, but they also have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The Indianapolis Colts, like I have at 21, they've got Josh Downs, but they've also got Pittman and they've got Alec Pierce entering year two. Um, you look at the Baltimore Ravens with, with Zay Flowers. Yes, but they've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman's a solid player when he's healthy. When you have most of your room being rookie players or second-year players, it's really hard for me to put that group a little bit higher. So 26 is where they slotted in. The New England Patriots at 27. Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, a solid group. Not going to wow anybody. Don't think they have a real true wide receiver one in that group. That's kind of the criticism there. The Giants at 28. And again, this is a group that you're betting on the depth and you're betting on the potential. Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell going to a new place. Wandell Robinson, if he can stay healthy. And Sterling Shepard coming off of the injury. So that's the, you're betting on the depth there and you're betting on them kind of reaching their potential. The Los Angeles Rams at 29, the quintessential example of one wide receiver uh, can't make up for the rest of the group. Cooper Cup, two years ago, maybe, but at this stage of Cooper Cup's career, I just can't have Cooper Cup lift Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, and Puka Nakua that much higher than where they currently sit. The Arizona Cardinals at 30, again, I think they've got two solid top options in um, Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown. Uh, Dorch and Wilson behind him, Michael Wilson and Greg Dorch. You got a rookie. Uh, and Greg Dortch is an okay player. And again, they don't have a ton of stuff. The Atlanta Falcons, Drake London, a year two player. But after that, that wide receiver room, Scotty Miller, Matt Collins, doesn't doesn't give me a whole lot uh, of um, of confidence outside of Drake London. Now they've got Kyle Pitts. And when we do the tight end rankings, having Kyle Pitts is going to help the Atlanta Falcons a bunch, but it doesn't do a whole lot um, for the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver room. And Jamie puts in the chat, Matt Collins, do yourself a favor, folks. If you've got time, go listen to today's prospects and props um, in the podcast feed. It's not out yet. It will be out a little bit later today. For those of you listening on YouTube, it's not out yet. If you're listening to this in the TD and daily podcast feed prospects, prospects and props is, will be out by the time you hear this. Uh, I have the, I burned one of my three show timeouts, uh, because Jamie made a comment about, about Matt Collins, that ne- the sh- entire show needed to be stopped and derailed because of what he said. So you're going to want to listen to that as well. And then I, I don't think it's a surprise. I think probably the easiest thing to do after putting Cincinnati at number one was putting Tennessee at 32. Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Kyle Phillips. It's just not a good group. And that's basically the depth right there. Like those three guys are going to have to do all of the heavy lifting. And I just don't think they have it. So that's one through 32. Uh, We took us 15 minutes to get through one through 32. I will now spin the microphone around. Normally that's what we do here on the Friday Free For All is I spin the producer's mic. I flip it over to you guys. And you guys tell me what you want to talk about. We're doing something different with these positional ranking series. But I will spin the microphone around to you. What team in their slot do we want to debate first? I will say there wasn't a lot of criticism in the chat in real time, which made me feel like I was close. We may be splitting some here, splitting some hairs and having some conversations, but overall it feels like there's not a lot of tomatoes being thrown at me in the chat. There's not a lot of hate or criticism for the list. Heldy says, sorry that I was late. Where was Philly? Philly was fourth, Heldy. Hopefully that's okay. 
They were a top four team. The Raiders are too low. The Raiders are too low. Okay, that's we'll, we'll file that one away. Is there any other team that we want to file away and write down to have a conversation about? I just want to go one, we'll go, we'll go one pass through and see how many teams we want to have a conversation about, and then we can we can discuss all of those teams. Uh, Bailey says this might be unpopular, but Cooper Cup by himself should put them above some other teams you had in the spots above. Okay, well we'll we'll throw the Rams. We'll put the Rams in there. I, I'm gonna have a tough time putting them above um, some teams. But we'll see. We will have the conversation. We will have the conversation. Um, so the, we've got the Raiders. We've got the Rams. Are there any other teams that we want to discuss? If we only have two teams that we want to discuss as a group, I feel like I've, the Texans are too high. They're 24th. Jamie, please, on my behalf, defend the Texans in the, in the live YouTube chat. I don't even have, I have them 24th. My time to push the Michael Pittman agenda draws near. I have the Colts 21st. I have them, I have them as a solid group. Guys, not everybody can be in the top 16. There's only 16 slots. There's 32 teams. It doesn't work this way. I Jamie said this is Jamie's thing where he he thinks the Texans wide receiver core is better than we think. I feel extremely comfortable having them at 24th. I think that's extremely fair. And I think Jamie would agree. I think Jamie would agree that exactly the kind of range that I have them in is is incredibly fair. So let's all right, let's do this. Let's do this. We have the Las Vegas Raiders. And the the conversation that we're having is the weight that we want to give to Devontae Adams. How much weight do we want to give to Devontae Adams? Do we want to? So here we go. Let's look at the teams directly in front of the of the Raiders. This is how we're going to do this. In front of the Raiders at 17 are the Steelers. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, um, Allen Robinson, and Calvin Austin. Healthy, I agree 100% that for, for most people, M, uh, Michael, Por- uh, Michael Porter, I, I'm, in, I'm in NBA Finals mode in my head, Michael Pittman Jr. Um, is underrated. Myers is good, though. Chris and Renfro is solid. I agree. I, I have them like, I, I just, I think I would take Pittsburgh's group before the Raiders. I've got four options. I've got guys that do different things. I think I, I think like this is the tough part. I don't think I can take the Raiders above the Steelers. Now the real crux here, the real thing that you can kind of untangle here is if you want to move the 49ers down from 14. Because if you want to move the 49ers down from 14, you can't have arguably the best wide receiver in football with that depth and have them there when you've had other units carried by elite guys higher. But what group did I have? The only group that I will that I'll give to you, Bailey, is carried by a top wide receiver is probably Buffalo, right? That's the argument that I will give you. But I think I think I think we could flip. We might we might be untangling the whole the whole web here by doing this, but I'm okay with that. I have the, I have the 49ers at 14, Heldy. That's where I have them right now, 14. The problem is, if you want to move Buffalo down, where do you want to move Buffalo down to? Because I think once you start to move Buffalo down, it gets a little scary. Because I think once you start moving Buffalo down, it's going to go pretty far. They might end up where the Raiders are. They might end up at 18. Because Stephon Diggs is doing way more of the heavy lifting, now that I look at it, than Devontae Adams is. You know what? We're going to try something here, folks. We're going to try something. We're going to try something. If we do this, how does this feel? 
How does this feel? I just made a change. You guys can't see this. You guys can't see the change that I made, but I'm going to read it to you. I just flipped Buffalo and Vegas. And again, we, we, we can kind of now debate the nuances between there, but I put the Raiders up to 11 and I put the Bills to 18. Does that not kind of feel what I was trying to do? You had the Vikings third. Chris Osborne is a 650-yard guy that's worse than Renfro probably, and Myers is, uh, is a good expectation for Addison this year uh, with 800 yards. They can't be that far apart. Oh, they can. Oh, they can. I mean, they can. I think Justin Jefferson is the, the best receiver in football, and I think Devontae Adams is the fourth or fifth best receiver in football right now. Give or take. Maybe third. Osborne is on the level of Renfro, at least. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think KJ Osborne is very underrated. Uh, so I have Minnesota third. I have Minnesota third, and Jefferson and Addison. Yeah, but like, but 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 here's the problem, Bailey. I can't put I can't put the Raiders higher than where I, I can't put the Raiders where I have them uh, higher than where I have them because like Philly has AJ Brown. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make one. We're gonna one make one small change. Another small change. We're gonna change where we're gonna put the Eagles three. We're gonna put the Eagles three and the Vikings four because I think the Eagles have two number ones in Smith and Brown where we don't have that with Minnesota. So I'm going to allow the depth to kind of do the talking there. And they have Zacchaeus, and that doesn't really help them, but okay, that's fine. So we got Cincinnati. I'm locking the Chargers in at two, folks. You, you, I'm sorry. You're not convincing me that the Chargers aren't the second best wide receiver group in all of football. So we've got them at two. Heldy, I'm way ahead of you. I'm way ahead of you. We've already flipped them. Yep, we're, we, we've already flipped them. So I'm going to lock the Eagles in at three. We're going to lock. We're, we're locking very early in the show. And now we have Minnesota four. We have Vegas 11, and we have Buffalo 18. I feel a little bit better about that. And again, it hurts to have Stefan Diggs all the way down there at 18, but he can't carry Gabe Davis and company above some of these other groups in front of him that have more depth, in my opinion. Like Pittsburgh, like the Jets, like Detroit, like Washington, like Jacksonville, teams like that. So, so many unproven's. So, and, and so now here, here's here's what I, here's what I like about the way we've set this up, because now we have Minnesota four, Seattle five. We have Minnesota four, Seattle five, and the idea being that Justin Jefferson, Bailey asks, can we discuss Pittsburgh? What depth really? Sure, we can discuss Pittsburgh. I mean, they've got Deontay Johnson, who's a very good wide receiver. They've got George Pickens, who was fantastic in his rookie season. They've got Allen Robinson, who in the role that they're going to ask him to play is going to be very good. He's a, he's a great wide receiver three, and that's the way he slots in on the depth chart. And they've got Calvin Austin. I mean, okay, Bailey, I, I hear you. I hear your argument. I don't agree with all of it, but I, I hear your argument. Where do you want to move them to? But Allen Robinson is cooked as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two. I don't know. I don't know. If in, in the role that he's going to be asked to play in Pittsburgh, do we really think that he can't be, like, competent? Is that really how we feel about this? Because I would agree that if we're discussing him as a... Okay, okay, then, then, we, can, then we can discuss moving, moving them. I don't know where you're going to move him down to. Like, you can move him below Buffalo... Maybe you move him below Chicago. 
would be just below the Bears. I mean, that's two spots. You're really gonna you're you're getting on my case for two spots, chat? Are you kidding me? I mean, at least with the Raiders, we moved them from we moved them seven spots, and the people were talking about the Vikings at three and the and the Raiders at eighteen, which was a fifteen spot difference. You're now getting on my case for two spots. Let's all right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll oblige the chat. The the, the well, I'll oblige with the chat. We're gonna put them there. I'm gonna put them below the put them below the Bears. I still think they're above the Ravens and the and the Colts. So all right, I feel I feel okay with that. So now we need to we need to lock in the we, we need to go back and lock in the remainder of the top ten. We need to go back and lock in the remainder of the top ten. We got Minnesota at four, Seattle at five, the Dolphins at six. Now there was some there was some stress about where I had the Dolphins. Do we think do we think that Waddle and Hill? I'm asking myself this. Waddle and Hill. Greater than sign Jefferson and Addison. I mean, we we this was the, the exact argument that we used to put Philly above Minnesota was that they had two top wide receivers. Miami's got to move up, even though I don't love what they have behind him. So they're going to have to move up, and they're going to move in front of Seattle too. So they're going to go four. They're going to go four. So Miami's going to go four, and we're going to lock them in. I, I'm I'm okay with Minnesota over Seattle. I'm okay with that. Lockett's a little bit older. I think Jefferson. There's a there's a I think there's a big enough difference between him and Metcalf. I think Osborne's a solid enough player. Addison and JSN kind of cross each other out as rookies. I'm comfortable Minnesota five. I think that's good enough as a floor for what Justin Jefferson's able to provide as the top wide receiver in football. So we're gonna lock in the top five. Seattle at six, Tampa at seven. So you got Metcalf, Lockett, and JSN, Godwin, and Evans. So do you take Godwin and Evans, or do you take Metcalf and Lockett? Do you take Godwin and Evans? No, I'm locking those two teams in. Seattle at six, Tampa at seven. Cleveland at eight, Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Elijah Moore. Denver at nine, Sutton, Judy, and Patrick. I think if you move Denver any higher, you'd be betting on the potential of, of those guys rather than what they currently are. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm locking. I'm locking it in. I'm locking in eight and nine. We've got Dallas at ten. C.D. Lamb, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Gallup. And we've got the Raiders at eleven with Adams, Renfro, and Myers. And I'm gonna make a change. And I'm gonna put the Raiders ten. And I'm gonna put the Cowboys eleven. And we're gonna lock in the top ten like so. So the top ten now is Bengals, Chargers, Eagles, Dolphins, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks, Browns, uh, Broncos, Raiders is the top ten. Now we're outside the top ten. We need to. We need to. I, I'm also locking in Tennessee at 32. I hope that's okay with everybody. We're gonna lock them in at 32. We're gonna work backwards. Um, then we've got Dallas at 11, Jacksonville at 12, Washington at 13, San Francisco at 14, Detroit at 15. Any major concerns there that we'd like to address? I think Dallas, Jacksonville, and Washington are all kind of similar in that they have a guy that we would kind of consider their like Ceedee Lamb, Terry McLaurin. San Francisco 14, how much higher do you want them to go? I can't put them, I can't put Iuke and Debo. Heldy says, I would rather have the Cowboys wide receivers than Cleveland's. We'll, we, Heldy, we can just agree to disagree there. And that's fine. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to waver off of what I think of, of Cleveland's team going into this year from a wide receiver perspective. Like Iuke and Debo are, are fine, but they're, they're also fine in, that system 
And so I don't. Al, do they really do have do they do they really have two number ones? Would Brandon Ayuk be a number one on a bunch of other teams in the National Football League? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I'm I, I'm overriding the chat. I'm overriding the chat. We're locking in eleven through fourteen. Now Detroit has come up. Bailey would like to mention Detroit. Here's here's who's just below Detroit: the Jets, the Bills. But 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 he produces like a number one Al. But that's the that's the problem. Is is you you got to separate the system from the player. And that's that's what I'm trying to do here. Um, and so that's kind of the problem. And Jamie brings up a good point. As a true wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk is better than Debo Samuel. I agree with you. We were asking, somebody asked about the Lions and who was directly behind them. The Jets are directly behind them. The Bills are directly behind them. The Bears are directly behind them. The Steelers. Those are the next four teams directly behind them. And so you have to ask yourself, would you rather have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones and Josh Reynolds, or would you rather have Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Michael Hartman, and Corey Davis? I don't know. I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's a number one. So, and Marvin Jones is a very solid two slash three. I- I'm-, I'm comfortable with Detroit at 15. And I'm comfortable with the Jets at 16 and the Bills at 17 because I don't feel like I want to drop the Bills any lower than where they are. So we've got Chicago 18, Pittsburgh 19, Baltimore 20, Indy 21, the Saints 22. Oh, what, what do we do? Are we okay with what I did with the Saints, guys? With Olave and Thomas? I felt I felt pretty good about it. I felt like that was a good kind of split the difference of what they could be as a squad. If Thomas is if Thomas is good, they're probably going to be higher because they have two top wide receivers. And they could probably go a little bit higher than 22. But if Thomas is like really, really bad, they're probably towards the bottom because it's like just Olave. And so I kind of split the difference and said, you know, 20, 22 for them. He is healthy, but like, I, I think this is a, an acceptable outcome for them. We're going to lock all the way down to 22. We're going to lock them all the way down to 22. Um, I got Kansas City at 23. Again, taking out the Patrick Mahomes side of this. We've got Houston at 24. I know that caused a lot of concern. So I will ask the chat the question this way. We've got Houston. Would you rather Carolina over Houston? Thielen, Shark, Marshall, Mingo, Chenault? Or would you rather have Woods, Mechie, Collins, Hutchinson, and Dell? What group would you rather have? Because I think you're going to take the Texans group over the Packers. And I think you're going to take the Texans group over the Patriots. The Giants. Like I think that's that's it. I think you're basically arguing one spot. Heldy goes, it's like the same. They're 24 and 25 on the list. This is why. Because they're the same. It's the same group. When I was doing the list, I was like, okay, these are the group of teams I have left. And I looked at them all and I'm like, these two teams are the same. So like, you're splitting hairs. We're locking those two teams in. You think the Texans have the third worst group in the league? Third worst group in the league? Bailey, Bailey, come on, man. Tennessee's locked in. So you're telling me that the Texans are either getting spot 30 or 31. And I'm sorry, give me Houston's group over Arizona's any day of the week. Any day of the week. I've got depth. I've got multiple options. In Arizona, I've got two guys. I'm not, I, I, I'm, no, I'm locking it in. I, I, this is the, I'm going to go out on a limb with this one. Houston, tw- I'm going out on a limb putting Houston 24th on my rankings for the wide receiver groups going into 2023. Big limb I'm stepping out on here. 
The Packers at 26, the Patriots at 27, the Giants at 28, the Rams at 29, the Cardinals at 30, the Falcons at 31. The Rams are probably the biggest one in this group to have a, a conversation about if you guys want to move them higher, but I don't know how they can. I mean, I may, maybe they go above. John Mechie hasn't been seen in the NFL. That's fine. Nico Collins is is a 2-3. They've got Noah Brown. I mean, they, but, but Bailey, it, Bailey, it's about it, it at this stage, it, at this tier of the group, I have them 24th. At this stage of the rankings, everybody's going to have question marks. That's why they're down this low. And so I think penalizing them twice for being for 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 having question marks is not what we're trying to do here. And so I think when you look at Houston, having depth and having young depth and having two rookie wide receivers, having a guy who's a solid wide receiver in Robert Woods, Nico Collins was good last year. John Mechie is an unknown, but I think I would take that over teams like the Falcons and teams like the Giants. Can we not argue the Giants over them then? They have better depth. No, I would take the Texans over the Giants right now. There's way too many question marks, and they've got too many people who do the same thing. Jalen Hyatt's a rookie. Sterling Shepard's coming off of an injury. So is Wondell Robinson. I mean, they've got Paris Campbell. That's that's a nice piece. That's why they're 28th. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't I'm, I can't get there. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all the names you're mentioning there, Bailey. But I just think they, but they, but both groups have done nothing. Both groups have really done nothing. Hodgins, one season. Campbell, solid player at Indy. Shepard. I, I, we're, we're arguing four spots. I have the Texans at 28. I have the Giants at 20. I, 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 I have the Giants at 28. I have the Texans at 24. That's what we're arguing. And I'm sorry, I can't move Houston lower than I can't move Houston lower than Carolina, Green Bay. I don't love New England's group. The Texans should be 30. I this is just baffling to me. I don't love the Texans group. I don't. But they're 24th. They're still a bottom third of the league. They're actually a bottom fourth of the league wide receiver group. That's what we're arguing right now. I think they're a bottom fourth of the the league wide receiver group. And I think their depth and young options are what allow them to go above other teams. All right, all right. Here's what I'll do. Here's here here's what we'll do. No, because I don't. I've got Green Bay with like four. I got like I got Reed, Dubose, and Wicks that are all young players. What am I supposed to do with that? I mean, maybe Christian Watson does enough. Okay, Bailey, here's what you've got 25 through 32. Carolina, Green Bay, New England, New York, LA, the Rams, Cardinals, Falcons, Titans. Titans are locked in at 32. You are not convincing me to put any team other than the Titans at 32. And I'm not sure you can convince me of another team to put it at 31 other than the Falcons. So you're basically arguing spot 30. The Giants, Al Bundy. That's the group. If you want to move the Packers up because you want because of Christian Watson, I could hear the argument. But I just there is so much unproven stuff behind Christian Watson that I just can't. I just can't, I can't move them up any higher. The Rams have to be above them. I don't think the Rams have to be above them. I think you're letting Cooper Cup do much of the work there. 
This is this is fun. I didn't I did not expect I did not expect the debate to be at this juncture of the list down here at the bottom third, but we will continue to have the conversation. I am going to I'm going to move the Rams up to this spot. I'm going to move them up to this spot. I'm going to move the Rams up to 26. I'm going to move the Rams up to 26. And I'm going to move them out of 30. Okay. I'm going to move them up to 26 if that's okay. I mean, how, how high do you want the, how do you, how high do you want the Rams to be? How, how high do you want Cooper cup to carry the Rams? Because this isn't Devonte Adams. We've got Ben Skoranek. We've got Van Jefferson. We've got Puka Nakua. And I love Puka Nakua. I think he's going to be the second best wide receiver on the team. But I can't go any higher than where I just put him. I think 26 is probably too high. Like Cooper Cup can't do to the Rams what Devontae Adams was able to do for the, for the Raiders. He just can't. So I'm, I'm moving him 26. And I'm keeping them behind Carolina and Houston as a wide receiver group. I'm just doing it. I'm sorry. It's probably unpopular, but I'm just doing it. The Packers at 27, they have they have what could potentially be a wide receiver one in Christian Watson. That's what kind of allows them to be higher than these other teams. We're locking it in. We are locking it in. And I'm going to read the one through 32, and everybody could be upset at me later. How about that? Here's the list. Cincinnati, number one. The Chargers, number two. The Eagles, number three. The Dolphins, four. Vikings, five. Seahawks, six. Tampa 7, Cleveland 8, Denver 9, the Raiders 10, Cowboys 11, Jacks 12, Commanders 13, 49ers 14, Lions 15, Jets 16, Bills 17, Bears 18, Steelers 19, Ravens 20, Colts 21, Saints 22, Chiefs 23, Texans 24, Panthers 25, Rams 26, Packers 27, Patriots 28, Giants 29, Cardinals 30, Falcons 31, and Titans 32. There you have it the official locked-in 2023 wide receiver room rankings that everybody is upset at me about. Not because of what we did in the top half, but what we did with the bottom seven spots. That's what everybody's upset with. I love it. Nothing better to close out a week than to be debating who has the worst wide receiver groups in the National Football League instead of debating who has the top wide receiver groups in the National Football League. That is going to do it for us here on the podcast edition of the show. Appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day all week long. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you've done all those things, please share the show with a friend, family member, coworker, somebody you think would enjoy the show. Join us over on the YouTube side of things, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Draft Network YouTube channel. Uh, we you got the pre-show, you got the recording of the show, and you've got the post-show where we're going to continue this debate and continue this conversation so you can hang out over there as well. You can also catch it on demand if you cannot uh, catch us live. But appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Have a great weekend. Talk to you all on Monday.